It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about decisions. Thank you. Uh, we about are, this is Evelyn Davidson, back in the studio after a, a season of rest and maybe worry a little bit in the studio with my special friend, is Miss um, Missy and, and Carrie. And I want to thank you, Carrie. And just say I love you. That's about all I can say oh, today. It's been, you know, it's been two months I've been out, and uh, God's working, uh, you know, in the health area. Uh, we've got some issues that we're really struggling with. But I am confident in him and in love talk. <laughs> I tell you what, friends. Hello, this is Coach Carrie Brinkater, and welcome to Love Talk. We're grateful that you are here today. Thank you, Miss Evelyn, for those sweet words. You know, uh, listening friends, Miss Evelyn just uh, battled over Christmas break. I tell you what, this flu thing, Miss Evelyn, oh. is really it, it is bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you were you were down a little bit over the break, and I'm so grateful to see you in Thank studio you. today. Of course, always with a smile on your face. Um, I think you could have you know needles poking out your arm, and you'd come in with a smile on your face. Um, always grateful and thankful for another day to do God's work. I know, Miss Evelyn. Here at this station at yes. KTXW, you know it's the bridge. It, and I think about that a lot. The bridge. What in the world does the bridge have to do with Christianity? Mm. It means it gives you an escape way, a higher way. Isn't that the truth? A higher way um, Mm -hmm. to access the one that loves us Mm -hmm. truly, the one that loves us unconditionally, above all of the things that would distract us, Mm -hmm. that would take us away from seeking him, that bridge to eternity. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. I'm so glad to be here. Of course, (laughs) at my age, and I'll soon be 89 years old. Yes, you uh, will. I'm happy to be anywhere, especially <laughs> if the Lord's there and Kathy oh. and Carrie are there. So oh. I, my speech is a little slower, and I've had to learn to adjust to that. But I can tell you, my heart's right where it's supposed to be. It is, and I Ms. got Evelyn. look what I got for Christmas. I thought Miss Evelyn has on a Fitbit now, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in, in the listening audience. You better be beating Miss Evelyn's steps for the day. Uh, you got to keep up with her. Uh, that's going to be a lot of steps. Well, on the line today in uh, frigid Boise, Idaho, we have our good friend, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kath, welcome to Love Talk. Hey. Are you hey, a Christmas morning, tree with icicles? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of icicles hanging off of the evergreens and all the different trees all over Boise, Idaho. That's so true. And there is snow on the ground, and within the last week, we have gotten 38 inches what? up in the uh, foothills and mountains. Isn't that crazy? Have you, uh, been, yeah. have you been skiing yet, Kathy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, so on Saturday, uh, when, uh, you know, when we're having fun with our, with our audience on Love Talk, I will have been that morning up to the ski hill to try cross-country skiing. And so I'm going to be pretty exhausted and winded, I think, on Saturday. And um, anyway, but it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to trying cross-country. I've always done the alpine, the downhill. Never tried cross-country before. And I had a girlfriend uh, convince me to go and do a a cross-country group with her. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give that a whirl. But, you know, Evelyn, Carrie, it's great to be with you guys today. And, And listeners, great to be with you. We are beginning a new series that I am so excited about. 
and uh, we're doing a new series on decisions and how mm. to make them and how they make you right back. And, you know, every day, and this has been uh, a really big surprise for me, how many decisions we make every day. I thought, okay, we probably make hundreds of decisions every day, but it's a whole lot more than that, and I'll share that with you in a bit. Uh, some decisions, Evelyn carries, you guys would know, more important than others. But in this series, we're going to work our way through God's Word and look at all the decisions that our bib- biblical predecessors made. Decisions good and bad, big and small, character-defining and character-undoing in some situations, individual decisions, group decisions. We're going to take a look at all of them and see what we can learn as we step into 2020 and all the decisions in front of us because 2020 is a big decision year for all of us. Carrie, 2020. Decision time. Here we are. It is decision time uh, politically for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, our country will be making big decisions later on this year. Uh, but, you know, Kathy, just looking at this series it, it's listening, friends. It, it's going to make you think. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you think about and dig and dig a little a, deeper about you know not, the little things can turn into big things. Um, some things that we think are big things are not really big things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those decisions, um, but we worry and we fret. And so this series on decisions is going to be so impactful for each and every one of us in many different ways, I'm sure. Our scripture verse, Miss Evelyn, could you get that for us in Psalm 25? Well, the Lord instructs sinners in his ways. Have you ever thought about that? Interesting. He Hmm. instructs sinners in his way. His way. And that's what we're looking for is his way. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in way in the ways they should choose. And that is from Psalm 25, 8, 9, and 12. That's a good scripture, Kathy, for us to stop on. Uh, it's just really exciting. Well, I love the fact that God tells us, hey, I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to guide your path. I'm going to help you make those decisions. And, you know, I love the fact that he doesn't make those decisions for us. Many of them, he, you know... Some of them, I would say, he, he does make for us. As we have committed our life to him, there are some paths that he clears for us that we don't even realize, some, some incredible things he does for us that we don't even realize. But he allows us to make all of these decisions. We're not robots. We get to choose. And the liberty that we have in Christ is just uh, amazing. And, and I love it that he also doesn't leave us out there on our own kind of flailing about trying to figure out what's right, but that he teaches us the right way. He instructs us the right way. He, there's a, even a scripture that says when you don't know to turn to the left or the right, he will whisper in your ear which way to mm-hmm. turn. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm so excited about this and everything that we get to learn as we are making all the decisions that we have to make each day, that we can count on the Lord and his mm-hmm. love for us and his instructions to us. Well, that's one thing I love about Love Talk is, you know, Kathy and Miss Evelyn and I, our bond is Jesus. But we are so very, very different. You know, Miss Evelyn brings this wisdom of 89 years and 
um, decision makings through through good times. Changes of life. That's right, right, Miss Evelyn. Through good times, through mm-hmm. bad, and and the decisions you make now are, are different than the decisions you made right. when you were my age and Kathy's age, and and um, you know I, I'm sure looking back. You, you can look at decisions that you made that were mm-hmm. big, that changed the course of your life. And so as we go through this, we'll be drawing on these biblical characters. And, and they're not characters. They're people. They're real people, friends, that walked this planet um, and, and, and changed the, the, the course of history mm-hmm. with the decisions that they made. So it's exciting. It's exciting. And that's, that's just something I love about Love Talk is that with the three of us and our different backgrounds, our different experiences, we can um, add to the conversation in just very unique ways, all three of us. And so that's, that's exciting. I tell you what, it's, it's back to the grind, man. This is our first full week back in school. Uh, Last week we had a partial week back in school. And so this week is our first full week back in school. And, um, we had a game on Tuesday night and, uh, practice this morning and the girls are dragging a little bit, but I tell you what, we're, we're, we're hitting it, right? It's, it's just back to the grind, um, back to school and back to making those decisions that will lead to good grades and lead Mm -hmm. to, you know, a success. Um, Kathy, I know it's the same in your house over these last few weeks. Yeah, you know, we just had such an incredible uh, break with Aaliyah home from Baylor and having the whole family back together again. It was so much fun. It was it was an, it was a wonderful break. But yeah, the kids are back in school. Jordan, our middle child, started the year off with a huge opportunity. Some of our listening friends may be familiar with Alicia Burton. She is a, a very famous New Zealand horse trainer. And she jumps bareback and she has taught her horse to do incredible, incredible things with just a, a little rope around its neck and <laughs> no saddle. Wow. And so, uh, Jordan got to drive up to Oregon the first week of school this past week and go and do some horse training with Alicia Burton. And, and, uh, it kind of lit a spark in her because Jordan, who has been focusing on volleyball, has kind of moved away from, uh, competitive horse jumping, has now said, Hey, I'm, I might actually want to take a run at nationals. So she's Ooh. kind of excited about that. Yeah. We, Eric and I are trying to decide how excited we are about that mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, it puts Jordan on the back of a, a 17 and a half tall hand horse, 17 and a half hands tall. <laughs> which is just a huge, a literally horse. the horse's name is Montebella, which is oh. beautiful mountain. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so this is literally a mountain of a horse. So anyway, mm. but, um, so we have really started the year off with a bang. We've been praying for Australia as they begin this, uh, recovery process from the wildfires and, uh, really grateful for a successful surgery for Priscilla Shire. But yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know how our listening friends, uh, feel, but, We've, I feel like we've kind of gone from zero to 60 in about, you know, 30 seconds here, so to speak, zero with this new year. Zero to 100. Miss Evelyn, before the break, tell us about your new book, Love Talking and Love Walking with Jesus. Well, I've had six weeks to practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's exciting. I go to the um, uh, print, not the printer, but the, uh, the project people uh, this weekend. Uh, we're going to meet and go through it. Uh, it's called Love Talking and Love Walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm going to get something from you. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Kathy and Eric have given us the most prof- profound writing about our trip when we went to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. and gave away the last book, Love Talk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's, uh, you, I can tell you people and friends, you'll be hearing from us regarding the new book. It's going to be great, uh, and I'm excited about it. So. Ms. Evelyn, I love that you do God's work at 88, 89, 90, 91, 90, 99, 100. You it's a lot be more doing... fun than being in the bed with the Texas flu Absolutely. or a heart issue. Absolutely. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, decisions. What kind of decisions are you making for your life, and we'll look at this when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, 1120 AM, 101 FM, and you have found the Love Ladies jackpot, friends. Here we are, um, raring and ready to go. Decisions. Have you thought about that for the new year? What types of decisions are you willing to make? Are you ready to make? Um, will you have a backbone? Will you cave under the pressure? Um, will you honor God with mm-hmm. your decisions? We take the easy route. Uh, you know, all of these things, countless decisions every single day as we look at fathers of the faith, prestigious predecessor, predecessors, what decisions did they have to make? What decisions did they choose to make? Mm-hmm. And how did those decisions impact their lives? Why, why did they make those decisions? And what happened as a result of the decisions that they made? Let me just throw out a few names here that we'll be discussing over the next few months. Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Famous kings included in there would be David, if you think about some of the decisions he made and how they impacted his life and brought great grief or and or great joy to his life. Famous queens, uh, one of your favorite, Miss Evelyn Esther, right? Yes. Samson, Ruth, and Naomi, what a beautiful, beautiful story. Jesus. Jesus had to make decisions as fully God and fully man when he came to earth. There were mm-hmm. so many decisions he had to make, um, conscious decisions, Miss Evelyn, to stay away from sin. James, Peter, Barnabas, Paul, those are just to name a few friends. You can see that uh, this series is going to be rich with information that can impact every single one of us. Now, Kathy, I feel like I've made a few decisions today already, um, you know, uh, but what, what, is the, what is this Cornell study? How many decisions do we really make in a day? This really took me by surprise, Carrie, Miss Evelyn, because when I was talking through this with Eric and, you know, we're kind of over at the dinner table with our girls, we're talking about how many, how many decisions we have uh, to make every day, every week, every year. And, you know, we kind of put it like, well, it's somewhere in the hundreds, like the high hundreds, right? I mean, maybe even like a thousand or fifteen hundred. But I found this Cornell study and the average adult, get this, makes over thirty five thousand conscious decisions each day. I mean, that that, (laughs) I could not believe it. It just was absolutely mind blowing to me. But if you think about it, 
you know, you, you think when the alarm gets off, do I get up? Do I not get up? Do I brush my teeth? Do I not brush my teeth? What do I wear? Which socks do I wear? Which shoes do I wear? What do I do for breakfast? Uh, do uh, I kiss my family goodbye? Do I not kiss them goodbye? Do I turn on the radio when I go to work? I mean, there are just so many decisions that we make, over 35,000. And so when we are, we're going to get into this and talk about all these different decisions, we're going to start to break it down a bit. And so just for our, just to make things a little bit easier as we move through this, there are two categories of decisions that we're going to talk about. There are definite decisions, like, you know, definite decisions that you make, and there are defining decisions. And so I want to get into these so that we can kind of understand uh, what we're talking about here. Now, definite decisions, those are decisions we purposefully and specifically <laughs> make. They can be big or small, and but we see options before us and we thoughtfully choose which option to pursue. It can be something very simple like, do I want a cheeseburger for lunch or a salad? Will I have fries with it? Or it can be a bigger decision. Will I buy a house or rent an apartment? Uh, it can be a decision for what to do with our time. Will I vote in this year election or will I decline that right? Mm. And so the opposite of a definite decision is an ambiguous or what some call an undecision. And so these decisions are made out of um, convenience or habit rather than really thoughtful consideration. Uh, it's we just let life come at us and whatever happens happens and I think Miss Evelyn one time you were talking or you were emailing me and you called this a dilly dally decision (laughs) you you know (laughs) and so and so here's what a decision like that is maybe I'll call my mom today maybe I won't I'm just going to see how I feel and how much time I have at the end of the day Mm -hmm. Uh, or who cares what I wear whatever is clean and fits and isn't lying on the floor when I get up is good enough. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> maybe I'll vote. Maybe I won't vote. Uh-huh. We'll see what my schedule is like on voting day. Uh-huh. So those are not definite decisions that we make. They're kind of ambiguous or undecisions. And so, all right, Carrie, just to make sure that we're all on the same page and you get this, talk to me about this. Answer this for me. What were the last three definite decisions you made today? And what were the last three ambiguous or undecisions you made do you tend to make more definite decisions purposeful decisions or more ambiguous undecisions as you approach life and how, <laughs> how and i know i'm going to throw in all of this at you at once but i want to make sure that we're all on the same page here when you're deciding to make decisions what determines how you engage if you make a definite decision or you just kind of let it slide and make an undecision Okay, so I'm I'm going to start um, with the undecisions first. Um, I, I feel like lately I have I have kind of been in this ambiguous undecision kind of place. You know, this was our first holiday without my dad, and I don't know, mm. it kind of threw me into a funk. I, I've got to admit, I, I've I've kind of him hawed around on some things that. Uh, you know, I know I need to do. I just, I, I, I'm trying to get motivated to make that decision to do it. And so, you know, that's a, that's something that's prayerful. I, I would say 
my definite decision regarding that has been to pray about it. <laughs> like, hey, Lord, like, I, you got to get me motivated here. Yeah. And, and, and Lord, I, I need some direction. So that's a definite decision. So as, if we're talking about today, right, some undecisions or kind of ambiguous decisions I had to make, I, I had to drive to the studio today and it was like enormous Oof. traffic. Oh, my stars. It took <sighs> me like a, an hour and a half, hour and 35 minutes to get here, which on a normal day would take me about 40 minutes, yeah. maybe 35. So a whole extra hour, and I had to stop for gas because I I, I was uh, pushing it to get here. So that was more of I have to stop or else I'm not going to make it kind of thing, right? Um, uh, I Another kind of undecision is, you know, I, I didn't I, – I had to come to the studio today to, to do the radio. Now, I wanted to. But it's kind of out there like I, I have to do it. I have to get here. So so it's not really a decision that you have to say, I'm doing that. I mean, you're, you're going. Yeah. You're, you're going. It's just what you do. So some yeah. definite decisions that I made are um, the alarm went off at 4.30 this morning. I don't love getting up at 4.30, but the alarm went off at 4.30, but I do love basketball practice, and I <laughs> do love radio. So, you know, when my alarm goes off on basketball practice day and radio day, I am more than thrilled to get up at whatever time it is, and that is a definite decision I make to get up and do that. Another definite decision I made today was to wait for my kids. When On days that we have basketball practice, uh, my kids go shower. And now that my daughter is driving, oh. they, <laughs> they, they drive themselves to school. She drives her and her brother to school. But I make that decision to wait for them mm-hmm. to, get, to get out to the parking lot so I can give them a hug and give them their breakfast before they go to school. That is a decision I make. I could just give it to them right after, you know, practice or, yeah. and say, bye, guys, whatever. But I make that. I want to see them right before they go and give them a hug and a kiss. That is a de- definite decision that I make. Um, and, you know, another decision, friends, that I think is super important is to be mindful of your husband and your wife as you walk out the door, to say goodbye, mm-hmm. to make that effort, to give a touch, to give a kiss, to give a hug as you walk out that door. It's meaningful. It's impactful. And the undec- the opposite of that is the undecision, right? Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, bye, God. You know, whatever. I'm out. Right. And we we kind of make that undecision to to just walk out and not do anything there and not be intentional with that effort. It's about effort. Right. And so sometimes, uh, you know, I feel like, Kathy, you asked me the question, am I engaged with big decisions? Yes. Again, with things that are kind of trivial or, or on the periphery to me right now, I'm struggling to make those decisions, but with big decisions, I talk with my husband. I I take those to the Lord, and I'm and I and I force myself to make those big decisions. So, how important is a decision? It's big, and you know it I, determines a reality, is what it does. That's exactly right, Miss Evelyn. And a lot of times, I'll tell the kids, "Is this a penny issue or a mm-hmm. dollar issue?" Right? Uh, what kind of decision are we making here? 
a penny issue or a dollar issue. If it's a dollar issue, you better get on your knees <laughs> and you better seek some direction. If it's a sure. penny issue, what do I wear today? Okay, let's not worry and stress about this. Right? <laughs> to the limit. Right. So does this decision involve a priority in my life? I think those are big questions that we have to continue to ask ourselves. Well, Kathy, I, I took a ton of time on this. I, I, I want you to take us through just briefly before the break, um, and we can continue after the break, um, defining decisions. What, what, you know, help, help us understand more about these defining decisions. Okay. Well, I mean, you just led us into that perfectly. So we have these definite decisions and ambiguous decisions, and then we have something called defining decisions. And these are decisions that have a very clear impact on one's life and one's future decisions. Uh, so I guess these are kind of more of the dollar decisions that you're talking about with your kiddos. Will I go to college after high school or begin working straight away? Uh, will I sleep with someone before I'm married or am I going to be patient and wait? Uh, will I marry this person or refuse uh, his proposal? Will I stand up for right even when it makes things more difficult for me? And so, friends, we're going to get into these defining decisions because, you know, not every decision is a defining decision. That would be pretty rough. But Mm -hmm. I think we might be a little bit surprised about how many of the decisions that we think are kind of periphery decisions might be defining decisions. So, friends, you're going to want to stay with us. We're going to go to our break to hear from our amazing sponsors. But when we get back, we're going to hear about some of the defining decisions that have been a part of Evelyn's life, of Terry's life, of my life, and look at some defining decisions that have been a part of a life of our faith predecessors that we learn about in God's Word. Stay with us on Love Talk. We'll be back right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love, ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and, of course, I am in studio with the number one first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison, and on the line, our beautiful and wonderful friend, Kathy Indebrock. It's just a blessing to be here today as we unpack decisions, <laughs> the first in a series Friends, we're just introducing this today, defining decisions, definite decisions, ambiguous undecisions um, is really kind of deciding to not make a decision. <laughs> but we want to thank our sponsors, friends. We have Santa Rita Ranch, who's, who's a new sponsor with us. Of course, Casa and Ray Garner and Hill Country Landscape. And we're just so thankful. Let's pray today. Kathy's Ministry, FBC Pflugerville. We're just so thankful for each and every one of these sponsors that faithfully supports um, our mission here. Well, Miss Evelyn's mission, our grand mission. <laughs> no, it's three partners. Well, you've graciously brought Kathy. Kathy and I on, um, uh, and uh, but they they support this ministry, Miss Evelyn. Your grand vision of love talk of bringing joy and love mm-hmm. to those around us, and God's word, and preaching and teaching through His word. Friends, you know, defining decisions. There's times in life that we make decisions that do have a clear impact on our future. Now, Miss Evelyn, when you think about this term, defining decisions. Uh, what biblical figures uh, come to mind when we talk about defining decisions? I think it's Paul. Uh, okay. He had to go from one thing huge 
in society to another thing that was kind of low in society. But, you know, the, the, theory, the theory for all this is we have to be patient in all things. And that's a decision. It is a decision. Uh, but it has to be done to do what it is the Lord has called us to do and trained us to do. And I think Paul is a great example of that. Uh, in Acts 16, it says, But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience. And that's from Second Corinthians uh, 6, 4. But what does that mean to us today, what Paul said at a time when God was beginning to really reveal his plan uh, for uh, for his people? One is that <clears throat> waiting uh, for a helper. Paul didn't do all everything he did by himself. And he prayed for a helper. And who did he send? Timothy. Mm-hmm. Timothy, a young man. Uh, He was seeking God's will. What is it you want me to do, Lord? I ask the Lord that every day. What is it you want me to do, Lord? And you have to be patient. Sometimes he'll say, clean the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes he says, go to the hospital and visit so-and-so. We don't ever know. And then the other one is ministering the word. Whatever decision we make. In, in being patient with God and with ourselves. You know, we are as mad itself as we are sometimes those around us. Mm-hmm. And so it is important that we minister God's Word. Uh, you know, the first thing that will pop in your mind in all things God says, be good. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that's, that's really true. And then in bearing annoyance, there's some things that just rub you. You know, make your toenails roll roll up, and mm-hmm. and we are in a period. Really, we are in a period of that right now. In this coming weekend, we have the True Life uh, rally at the Capitol because it it is Texas way of saying death belongs to God, life belongs to Him, but we live out life. We don't live out God death. So those are hard things to say. But then in, in it sometimes it is annoying. But enduring suffering. <laughs> well, and, you and I cannot talk about this one without laughing because, you know, I came down with uh, with really a heart issue to start with, which for years I've had. Suddenly this happened. Suddenly that happened. And so it out of all of this, it taken out about uh, eight weeks of my life and here I am trying to get a book ready to go to the <laughs> publisher uh, that's an annoyance you know there's some things you and then in winning a lawsuit we have to keep in mind the very reason we're here trying to make decisions or avoid them is because God's planted us in a field where he wants us to bear love love fruit and that is sharing with those that don't know him that he takes care of his own. Mm. Thank you, Miss Evelyn. You know, Paul had to make a lot 
of decisions on his journeys to spread the word of God. And um, that's a great reminder for us. And I'm sure we'll talk more about Paul as we get through this series in the next uh, couple of months. You know, the opposite of defining decisions are peripheral decisions. These are, you know, somewhat insignificant decisions that we make, you know, on a day-to-day basis that that we think are going to have little or, or no impact on the rest of our lives. You know, a peripheral decisions. I decided to wear jeans to the studio today. Mm-hmm. I don't do that very often. Typically, I'll put on some, some slacks or skirt or something. But today... <laughs> you look gorgeous. Well, and I have on a t-shirt, like literally like a t-shirt, right? Um, I decided I decided that, you know, that's a peripheral decision. Will I join this club or that club? Will I, or will I, you know, save money and stay home? Will, what will I make for dinner tonight? I didn't know that when I became adult, that would become the everlasting decision, right? What will I make for dinner tonight? Um, you know, should I turn around and talk to the person in the grocery store behind me? Those kinds of things. How are, are decisions we make that are peripheral decisions, these insignificant decisions, they may actually turn out to be defining decisions. Absolutely. If I turn around and talk to that person behind me at the grocery store, do they need to hear a kind word? Will they be able to impact me? Will I be able to impact them? Because we never know where those roads might take us. Sometimes we don't realize which decisions will actually be these defining decisions mm-hmm. until after they're made. Um, so, Kathy, have you ever made a decision that you thought was insignificant Oosh. and it ended up being a defining decision for your life? <laughs> yes. yes. There, I mean, there's, there's one that really comes to mind that uh, it was a decision that I thought really was not a defining decision. Uh, I thought it was just kind of a peripheral decision that really didn't mean much. And, uh, but I had to, I, you know, I definitely had to make a decision. And so this was when I was in college. Um, I needed to join a club at university so that I would have something to put on a scholarship application. And so I literally was like, I just need to join a club, any club. I don't care which club. Give me a club. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so I joined this club, and the same year, somehow, I ended up getting elected club president. And I'm still not sure how that happened, but it did. And that same year that I became club president, uh, they we were going to a conference. Everybody in the club wanted to go to this one conference that was coming up in Colorado. And so it meant that we had to fundraise as a club. And so... Uh, I ended up getting involved in this fundraiser where we catered an event uh, for what, what turned out to be the associate dean of a business college. Now, he was just the husband of one of my professors. I didn't realize at the time he was associate dean of the business college. And, um, and that the event that we catered happened to be a rotary event. And um, so it was about a year Later, that same associate dean approached me about applying for a an ambassadorial scholarship through his Rotary Club, mm. and so I, I I applied. I was selected for the scholarship, and it sent me to Australia <laughs> on a, a fully paid scholarship to get my master's degree in international relations. Ah. And all of that happened because I needed it 
college club to join. Wow. And so what, what, what I thought was a real peripheral, insignificant decision uh-huh. ended up being a huge defining decision for my future. You know, Kathy, such a great story. These these little decisions that we make. I have a similar story. When uh, my first job, I was an assistant women's basketball coach at Texas A&M Kingsville. And so I went recruiting many, many places. And um, one night I went recruiting at Blinn College in Brenham. And that night, of course, I shook hands with everybody I could shake hands with. I met the athletic director, the athletic trainer, you know, the men's coach, the women's coach. And, and you know, I was there to recruit women's basketball players from Blinn to, to come to Texas A&M Kingsville. Well, about a year later, that athletic director specifically called me and asked me to apply for the head women's basketball job at Blinn College. All because I had shaken a hand, looked him in the eye, introduced myself, um, and, you know, just a little insignificant decision. Did you hand out Tootsie Roll Pops? No, I did not, Miss Evelyn. (laughs) Hey, I did not. Um, But, you know, an insignificant decision to go and and be present and to really make myself known instead of just sitting at the top Mm -hmm. of the stands and taking notes, right? Um, landed me my first head coaching job. That eventually, I eventually got, I did get that job there, and that was my first head coaching job. So, it, you know, Kathy, I hear you. These these decisions that we think are peripheral in our everyday can sometimes really turn out to be these defining, awesome, mm. wonderful things that turn into big things for us um, in the future. Um, well, and. And there's something that, that we have to consider, and we're going to be discussing this in our next segment, so I'll just highlight it a little bit right now. When we consider decisions, whether they're definite decisions or ambiguous undecisions, whether they're defining or peripheral decisions, there is a key principle that we have to understand, and that is this. A decision is only a decision if we have the liberty to choose. And when I talk about liberty, liberty is is freedom, it's independence, it's it's sovereignty to make that decision. If we do not have freedom to make the decision we choose to make, then any decisions we made really wouldn't be decisions at all, but they would just be kind of unavoidable compulsory acts that are forced upon us. And so the fewer freedoms, the fewer the decisions we are free to make. And I want to discuss this with you because this has such profound impact that I had not really thought of before. And so, friends, we're going to discuss liberty and how that impacts our decisions, both here in uh, America as as citizens, but also as children of God who offers us liberty and freedom like we cannot know anywhere else. Friends, Stay with us. We're going to get right into this right after a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with you in a minute. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Talk. Decisions, decisions, decisions. You know, when I was growing up, my daddy worked in downtown Houston. We, I grew up in, in Houston, and he worked in downtown Houston. And he used to come home from work each night about 6.30, and mm. um, he would say to me, I don't even know how this started. And he would say, I would like... 
He'd say something about, well, Dad, how many decisions did you have to make today? He said, I have met my quota. I I made two decisions today, and I'm done. Don't ask me any more questions. It was kind of this little joke you know, yeah. we had. Daddy, did you make your second decision today, or do you still have room left to make one more decision? Um, and I go... <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it was just this little running joke we had that I thought was so funny because, of course, he had to make many decisions. He worked for an oil and gas company. He had to work many decisions all day long, but he discounted it, you know, and just made it kind of a joke. Oh, I've made my two decisions for the day. Um, so I always think about that when I when I think about decisions that we're making on a day-to-day basis. Kathy, you did such a great job of of setting this this picture in our mind right before break. Uh, a decision is really only a decision when we have the liberty, the ability mm-hmm. to choose to make that decision. Because if we don't have the freedom, if we don't have the independence, if we don't have the sovereignty to make that decision, it's not really a decision. We've got to have the want to make it. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And, or it's forced upon us. Yes. Right, Miss Evelyn? So the fewer the freedoms, the fewer the decisions we are free to make. Kathy, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, I mean, so just think, prisoners cannot decide where to eat dinner. That's pretty much decided for them. Prisoners can't decide uh, what time to go to bed at night. Yep, that's kind of decided for them. Slaves in North Africa, the Congo, India, other nations, slaves can't choose whether to marry, where to work, or when to transition careers. Uh, even, you know, a Japanese student living in Japan can't decide whether to become a doctor or an engineer. A high school aptitude test chooses that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in China, up until 216, if you were, or 2016, mm-hmm. if you were a, a, a Chinese family living in China, you could not choose to have more than one child because the government would force the abortion or, or kill the baby. I mean, there's so many places in this world where people do not have liberty, they do not have the freedom uh, to be able to make good uh, or, or life decisions. I mean, even in the Middle East, no one can choose a religion outside of Islam without facing a death sentence. Uh, a woman can't choose to put on a, a T-shirt and shorts on a hot day and go out for a drive wherever she wants. So, I mean, she'll end up in prison or, or worse, death. And so this is one of the things that is so unique about living in the United States of America is that we are blessed with with more freedoms, more civil liberties than any nation on earth yes. at any point in world history. We have freedom to elect our leaders, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of press, our, our individual rights as citizens citizens exceed any other nation on earth. I mean, thanks to to democracy, thanks to our U.S. Constitution, thanks to capitalism, we can live where we choose, work where we choose, study what we choose. And so, you know, within the United States, this is such an incredible blessing. And But I, I want to put this in perspective because the spiritual liberty that God offers us even surpasses these freedoms and liberties that we enjoy in the United States of America. Being a Christian, um, being a child of God, it is the most liberating life filled with freedom that a person can possibly uh, enjoy because we are no longer 
prisoners and slaves to sin. God has created us to live in freedom. And I, Miss Evelyn, I, I know that you've shared with us a, a verse from Second Corinthians three seventeen so many times before. And it, it's been a verse that just rings in my ears. And that's where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Freedom, freedom from sin. Because um, he has a plan. And Jesus paid for that plan. That we might have a life to live in the very presence of God daily. And that's, excuse me, that is of the greatest freedom I think we have in America today is that the ability and the reason to go to the public places uh, to have people come to realize you don't have to live under sin. That there are ways that the Lord will help you if you just commit your life to him. And so freedom from sin brings you joy in living like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Evelyn, I think... So many times we misinterpret this freedom as um, we we see religion as rules and regulations, right? Or male and female. Right. Like, I I have to follow these rules now. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to follow God and I have to, oh gosh, I have to follow these rules. That's That's not what the Lord said. I mean, right here in Second Corinthians, it says where where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's actually not a set of rules. It's 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 life. Right. Mm-hmm. He's saying when when you live in the presence of the Lord, when you commit your life to Jesus, <clears throat> he frees you up to make these beautiful decisions that impact your life in beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. He empowers us to see those ways and to live those ways. Well, and he doesn't force us to follow him like robots. Yeah. Right? He gives us the freedom to follow him or not follow him. Those are decisions we make on a daily basis. You know, when you, you know, my kids, they play on these select basketball teams and and they're around people that may not have the same morals, ethics, and values as they are. They make they have to make decisions on whether or not they're going to stand up for the God they say they believe in or whether they're going to blow around in the wind like the chaff, right? We have this spiritual liberty to choose him. We have the freedom to walk in his ways or to follow our own selfish desires. Ms. Evelyn, how many times have you seen a person follow their own selfish desires and become miserable? Often. Right. You know, it's it's just, it'll start about three years of age for a child mm-hmm. when they begin to determine what they want and they don't want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it follows you all the days of your life unless you come to realize that Jesus is Lord of all. Absolutely. Lord of all. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, this this spiritual liberty gives us the freedom to serve him. Mm-hmm. Or serve ourselves. Kathy, I, I want to pause here for just a minute. Serve him or serve ourselves. How, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but how in your family have you cultivated a, a, a kind of a culture there where you serve one another? Uh, well, even when it comes time to eat dinner and we all participate in the process where mm-hmm. 
the girls, they set the table or the girls, they'll prepare dinner for the rest of the family once a week. Um, or when it comes to serving the community, one of the things that I love about the school that they're involved in is that they have uh, community activities where we get to go and serve food in parks to the homeless. We get to go and organize um, Thanksgiving meals for other people, especially across Christmas. We get to give gifts to um, the children where they have one or two parents in uh, the prison system and they're not able or financially they just can't afford to buy the the children a presents. And so I love that when when you make these decisions uh, to put God first, to follow God, to to make his ways your ways, all of these incredible things open up to you. I mean, the, your vision for life, your opportunities in life, they just open up. Life becomes so much bigger than just you. It becomes about so much more than just you. And so many little decisions become huge decisions. All of a sudden, these these peripheral decisions that we make become can be become defining decisions for other people as we go and deliver that gift, as we, you know, speak a word of encouragement to the person in us next to line. Um, all of these things, all of a sudden you have power there um, to deliver God's word, to deliver the love of God to somebody. And that becomes a defining moment for um, that individual person. And, uh, you know, I love that, that Christ understands the freedom that he gives us. And he does give us warnings. He says, look, in Galatians 5.1, it says Christ has liberated us to be free, but stand firm. And do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Um, in 1 Peter 2.16, it says, live in freedom, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. So Christ wants us to live in this freedom, live a life that will impact those around us for good and great things. And so this freedom in Christ gives us this, not just it doesn't just help us make decisions, but it gives our decisions power. And so we need to make those decisions wisely. Oh, Kathy, thank you so much. Definite decisions and defining decisions. Friends, what kind of decisions are you making today? Definite decisions or ambiguous ones? Defining decisions, peripheral decisions. Are you seeking God? Are we, am I, seeking God as I make these decisions on a day-to-day basis. Galatians 5.13, as for you, my friends, you are called to be free. But do not let this freedom become an excuse for letting your physical desires control you. Instead, let love make you serve one another. This freedom that we have in Christ, my friends, is glorious. It's a decision that we make to follow him. Friends, if you don't know what that means, give us a call on the love line at 512-249-6535, and we will walk you through that. We'll send you a Bible. It's the, The decision to follow Christ will be the absolute best, number one by far decision that you make in your whole life. It's a definite decision. It's a defining decision that leads you on this path 
to freedom, glorious freedom through Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. You will want to make every single week with the Love Ladies as we continue this series on decisions. We love you, friends, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.